today's episode is brought to you by Pure VPN. Whether you're streaming, browsing, or just looking for a little more online security, Pure VPN has you covered. Rated 4.8 stars by TruePilot and seen on Wired, Yahoo Tech, The Huffington Post, and Lifehacker, Pure VPN offers blazing fast VPN services at an affordable price. Pure VPN also has features like internet kill switch, split tunneling, and the capacity to allow 10 devices per account, as well as 24-7 customer support. Right now, they're even offering a 7-day full access trial for just 99 cents and an additional 40% off their monthly subscription service. Use the link in the show notes to secure this deal and your online activity today. What's up, guys? Thank you very much for tuning in to the Alex and Sterling Watch Stuff podcast. This is part two of episode 100, uh, our recap and dive into Lord of the Rings with Sean O'Brien. If you haven't listened to part one yet, I would suggest doing that first because we literally had to cut the conversation in half due to length restrictions, so you'll kind of be coming in a little bit blind. Otherwise, thanks for tuning back in and enjoy the show. Um, well, do, Sean, do you have any info on the Amazon Lord of the Rings stuff? I feel like they mentioned they spent like an ungodly amount of money and then they never, nothing was brought up again. Dude, I, I know that it's, it's actually pretty well into production and they've done a really good job of keeping it under wraps. And for a while, cast or anything, sorry, say again, we don't have like the cast or anything. No, nothing like that yet. I know that, um, wow. Ian McKellen isn't going to reprise Gandalf in the series, which is a little kind of sucks. But I mean, I get it. I'm for trying to explore different portions of that universe and not just spam content, create the same one. Yeah. So I, is Gandalf yeah. going to be in it still and he's not going to be Gandalf or I, not doing Gandalf? God, I, I don't I don't think so. Um, based off the time frame, they said it would take place during the Second Age. And the Istari wouldn't have been sent to Middle Earth at this point in time quite yet. So, oh, so before Gandalf? It, I think it would have taken place before Gandalf, but I'm not 100% sure. At, at first, they were going to do an origin story for Aragorn. But I guess, I don't know what happened to that, whether or not the script didn't work out or the Tolkien estate scrapped it. But now they've confirmed it's going to take place in Beleriand during the Second Age. And I think that's it. That's all I know so far, at least. I like that because, like, we've seen Star Wars where, like, we have uh, nine movies that are all based off of fucking the same plot. And it gets kind of old. And, like, I want, like, bring me the same cool universe, but... Uh, a totally different timeline and different story. Hell yes. I'm all about that. Yeah, exactly. Like almost kind of, I guess, meeting in the middle a little bit, but like the Mandalorian where it's like, yeah, it's a Star Wars thing, but they selected a character that like is somewhat of a shy appearance that we're relatively kind of familiar with. And then they're like, boom, blow him up and give him nine hours. (laughs) Yeah. So it's like something like that where it's it would be cool. I, I'm not going to lie. I would love an Aragorn series. But if they did something else where even if it's a character we've never seen before, it's something that we're kind of familiar with where it's this world of Lord of the Rings and they maybe even reference events that we know about or, you know, whatever. Then they spent, you know, 10 hours of like a mini series or something on that. And it's like, dude, this is rad. Like they could do so much. Oh, for sure. And if if I were to guess one thing, I would say the only familiar character we'll see is Sauron as his mortal form, like his material form and not so much of his spiritual form, you know, so because he spans the length of the whole fucking Lord of the Rings universe. And if if I were to pick a time frame to focus on in the second age, it would have been when Sauron first died when he was getting all his names as like the deceiver and uh such and such and when maybe he even created the rings and taught the elves how to make those rings i don't know just me so was he like a grand wizard of some kind like what how did he get his start do we ever find out or is he always just this kind of bad guy 
he was uh he was one of the lesser angels on Gandalf's level, kind of pre-Gandalf, that uh, was corrupted by the evil god Morgoth. And when he ended up serving Morgoth, after Morgoth fell, Sauron kind of picked up the mantle. And uh, he, was, he wasn't as powerful as Morgoth was or as uh, capable of commanding that big of an army, but he worked his way up to that point. And the whole point of the creation of the rings was so that he could attempt to reach Morgoth's level by influencing all the other races on Middle-earth. But that went by the wayside real fucking quick, and he even kind of fucked that up. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, I don't know if that So it was that. all like a big trick, right? He's like, I'll show you guys how to make these fucking rings that'll give you sick powers. And then he built in a way for him to control people. 100% correct. And it only worked on men. The, the three elven rings were crafted by an elf, Celebrimbor, who modified them to an extent to where Sauron didn't have full control over them. He could influence Smart them to boy. a way. But with how powerful the elves that wore the rings were, he couldn't exert that kind of force or influence uh, similar to how he did over men. And the dwarves actually, the moment they got their own rings, modified the shit out of them because they just didn't like the craftsmanship. (laughs) (laughs) So that was going to be my question, is if he gave the rings to have influence over these people... uh, in the beginning, and I don't know if that's accurate to the books, but in the beginning he gave a ring or three rings to the elves, one of which we see is Galadriel. Yep, hundred percent. And it's like she doesn't seem too affected. So, like, what's the deal there? So, so she's basically on the same power level that Sauron is, and the ring, if anything, only made her stronger. It was meant to. The rings enhance your natural abilities as well as as give Sauron kind of like a backdoor to your uh, to your will or your influence. But Galadriel, uh, she only really used the ring for her own influence up until the point that it was revealed. Sauron kind of built a backdoor into him and then she she still wears it, but she doesn't use it. And it's not nearly as powerful as it used to be before Sauron basically went online, I guess. So did, that's the way I can explain that. Did J.R. Tolkien like predict iPhones? Like, is that what we're seeing? <laughs> right. It sounds like he predicted the internet. Fuck, he might have. He was a super intellectual guy. And in fact, there's a couple interviews of him on YouTube that you can go look up that are really insightful, and I definitely recommend that. He died in uh he lived a long time. He died in like 1975. Yeah, he did. And his son Christopher died this year in January. Oh, damn. What? Really I swear to God, Christopher Tolkien. I, I forgot how old he was when he died. I'm going to giggle it real quick. Dude, no way. It sucks that uh, J.R. didn't get to see his movies. Oh, dude, I fucking know. But uh, at least Christopher did, and I think that definitely that helps. That's you. Makes me feel a bit better. But yeah, Christopher Tolkien died January 16th, 2020, in some place I'm not even going to try to pronounce. Of course it would be this fucking year, bro. Dude, and I... <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking course. <laughs> oh, fucking course. God damn it. God. God. Damn, JR was, was born in uh, 1892 and died in 1973. Oh, wild. Wow. That's a full life. That's a lot of time, boys. Uh, and you know what? You know what's cool? Like, because he wrote about, uh, like the, I mean, basically the past or a different reality. Like it's it's timeless, it's ageless. But like, oh, there, for sure. there will be a time where like, fucking sci-fi shit that people have made, will be like, are you kidding me? Like we have better shit than than that. <laughs> Dude, that's that's today. Like we can look at sci-fi movies from the past. Yeah. And, like that's embarrassing. Like, how <laughs> yeah. dare you think that that's the future? But you're right. When you write about the past or a completely different world, then it's like, okay, this is fine. I'm okay with Kinda this. Monte Cristo. I think that's why it's fucking the perfect movie ever. It will forever be a ten. And <laughs> don't you ever? So good. Don't you ever make me think otherwise? <laughs> I'll say I'll say though that the Lord of the Rings movies are all tens, minus Return of the King, and I'll bring this up now. Why? I love that one. My only qualm with Return of the King is that it has 
approximately 18 false endings. <laughs> I knew you were going to say wow. that. Wow, okay. I knew that was going. You're right. I remember being a little boy and needing to go pee so bad at the end of the movies. And they're like, here's the end. Actually, one more. <laughs> Actually, one more. And yeah, that straight up, dude. Oh. It's like, oh, look at this. Fade to black. Reappear in the Shire. <laughs> Everything is wonderful. Oh, my God. Yes. Fade to black. Oh, let's come talk about Frodo really fast. Fade <laughs> to white. And then fade to black. What? what? What's happening? I, uh, I did not feel that way nearly as much this time watching that as a grown-up. I like, did. <laughs> it, really? <laughs> I did not I feel like, that way. I remembered all the parts, but I didn't remember the order they came in. So I'm watching these, and it like it ends. And I'm like, is this the real one? Comes back. Oh, I guess not. I guess not. Okay, maybe this is the real one. It goes to black. Comes back. Okay, maybe not. They go over a CGI of all the Middle Earth maps. I'm like, okay, this has got to be the end. Not the end. And I'm like, holy shit, how many endings are there in this movie? <laughs> they even show credits, and then it's not the ending. <laughs> Dude, it's it's so funny. And, like, it's it really doesn't take away from the greatness of the movie, but it's just, like, a weird editing thing. And I'm like, why did you guys do that? I'm like, oh, You're that right. They, sh- they should have cut it. You could have... We- not even cut it, just weaved it together a little different yeah, and then yeah. actually cut it. Not cut it, psych, cut there's, it, psych, cut there's, it. Like, There's something about that fucking cool-ass ghost army that I can't get over, dude. There's the concept. <laughs> and like Now you understand why I want a ghost so deck. Cool. <laughs> That's why I want to build a ghost deck in magic. Bro, it's sick. It's sick as shit. I love that whole concept of the the guys like being fucking uh, cowards, abandoners, and they had to fulfill the oath. And then when they did, you know, thinking back on it, they probably should have not allowed the ghost to leave so immediately because they went right into another battle right at the Black Gates and when they were about to die. And I think the ghost would have been real hot (laughs) right there, too. I thought the same thing. It's like. Like, you said you'd set us free. And it's like, hey, I'll set you free once you topple Mordor. Bitch, and I am. And I'll set through you. these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Run through the rest of these guys. It's not like you've got anywhere to go. Okay. Just. <laughs> you've done this do, for a thousand years. Get do over this it. thing for me real fast, like a hundred miles that way, and uh, you'll be free. It just it just would not have been dramatic or dire because the ghosts would have just plowed through everybody. It would have been so. They sick. cannot die. It's unstoppable, and they don't they don't run out of juice. They just so, they just go killing. So okay. Sean, so, what happened? Honest, oh, go ahead. Okay, I was just gonna say this might be an unpopular opinion, but the ghost soldiers are like the one thing that bugged me about the Lord of the Rings universe. They no. they were cool. Were they, in the they, were, <laughs> they were cool. Don't get me wrong, but. The way it's explained on how they got to that point, how they became ghosts, just is so inconsistent with the rest of the the magical structure of the Lord of the Rings universe, you know? Like, they don't really go into any further detail on how that happened other than they refused to fight for Gondor during the Battle of the Last Alliance and Isildur cursed him. They never explain anything further than that. Like, how did Isildur get the power to do this or, you know... How did they get trapped to the one location and only were able to move because Aragorn allowed them to? It just, that always kind of bugged me. Wait, 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 wait. Keep talking. I'll be so, right so none of that was in the books? Oh, no, it was for sure in the books, all in the books. But it but, still kind of bugged me nonetheless because it, they didn't go into as much detail as I guess I would have hoped they would have gone into in explaining how that happened. So the way I took it, watching the movies having not read the books or anything whatsoever was that they were basically trapped in purgatory because they were like dishonest people and so they didn't fulfill an oath that they like promised and they were not necessarily trapped to the mountain i didn't think they were stuck there but i took it as that's where they congregated because they were just stuck between living and dead Ooh, i kind of like your reasoning more than i think what they have in the books 
Yeah, like I, I didn't think they were like trapped to the mountain. You can't leave ever until you do whatever. It's like I figured they could go wherever, but they were like, you know what? I'm like, this is our kingdom now uh, because we're stuck, not that they are physically trapped there. And then Aragorn basically gave them reprieve and is like, hey, we'll let you pass to the other side if you help us out in killing a bunch of orcs. And they're like, uh, sold. That's almost exactly to a T how it went down, except for like a few minor things. Uh, the whole reason why they were cursed is that Gondor had a bunch of smaller factions within Gondor, similar to how Rohan had a whole bunch of smaller factions within that country. And that, and, was, the, that was another thing I was going to talk about with you, is like the, the countries of men, I guess. Oh, um, me too. Like yeah. Gondor, Rohan, they mention another place. Uh, Minas Tirith is one of them, but like there, it seems like there are several places of men that are all separated, but they know about each other and all that kind of stuff. But it's like not they're not united. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, what the bro, the whole scene where they lit the torches, love that. <laughs> so cool. Dude, love so that. I had, I had paused right before all the torches were lit. And, like, I had to feed the dogs and, like, pour another drink and do all this stuff. Yeah. And Fal sits on the couch, and I push play, and I'm like, so just so you know, they just lit the torches to let the other side know that they need help. And, like, shit's about to go down, and she's like, cool, babe. <laughs> <laughs> you should have you should have utterly convinced her that that's how people talked before cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a text like, that just says, I hey. would, I would light a torch on my roof of my fucking hut and... S- Fucking six hours later, someone in China would be lighting it. And they got my message. That's how we communicate playing magic. Light the torch, play the swamp. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so kind of uh, to that point on the kingdoms of men, they all, outside of the Easterlings, which are all the evil men that fight for Sauron, the Haradrim, the oh, Easterlings, guys. and the Men of Rune, those guys have been in Middle-earth since its inception, essentially, but the men of Gondor, Rohan, and the other smaller little factions within, like, Bree and Eriador, all come from a singular kingdom of men called Numenor. And that originated from the island of Numenor before they kind of branched out into Middle-earth. And the island of Numenor was destroyed after they had defeated Sauron the first time. And Sauron, in his weird, deceitful ways was imprisoned on the island of Numenor by the Numenorean king and worked his way up to being an advisor for that king. And completely deceived the shit out of all these people into, like, building monuments to his commander Morgoth, like the god of Eagle Morgoth. (laughs) And then literally convinced these Numenoreans to invade Valinor, the kingdom of heaven, where all these gods lived. And after that happened, the gods basically saw all these men coming at him killed them all in a single shot and the god of the ocean buried the island of Numenor underneath the sea and Sauron was on that island and that's when he died Sauron was on the island when the god of the ocean sank the entire island and that's how he became the spirit form of Sauron that we all know wait what so he didn't actually die when when the dude cut his fucking ring finger off before that, his mortal form, he was able to take the shape of whatever he wanted. He could make himself look like an elf. He could make himself look like uh, a man. And on the island of Numenor, as an advisor to the king of the Numenorians, when the island sank, his mortal form died. And he lost the oh. ability to transform oh. and to shape himself. So that's why he was always stuck in that spirit form that we know. So just his mortal form. So he looked like a, a bro and then... He was whatever after that. Yep, and then he got sunk along with the rest of the island, and because he had made the ring, part of his spirit had survived, and he was able to... Christ, that's what they should show in the show. seriously, like, they... Amazon has so much ammunition. Oh, God, so much. Literally years worth of content. I'm going to bet you guys, uh, let's say, $500 right now, that if, let's say, if that happens, and Sauron fucking puts himself in a ring to preserve his entity. There's going to be some kid on TikTok somewhere saying, dude, they stole that from Harry Potter. 
Guaranteed. Oh Guaranteed. No bet. No bet. <laughs> yeah, no bet. You know why? Because you're right. <laughs> and it, it, dude, it's going to be like that moment when everyone thought that Post Malone made Ozzy Osbourne a star. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I it's like, that. dude, I don't know who this Ozzy Osbourne is, but, like, he should thank Post Malone for making him famous. And it's oh, like, my God. Fucking you should shit. kill yourself. <laughs> you made a terrible mistake. Oh Jesus! Oh, I I really hope I haven't said anything like that in my life. It just sounded the, super dumb. The, no, the only things I can think of that I've said like that were like thinking that the Italian Job was an original movie, um, and thinking <laughs> that you know, like thinking that movies were their original movies. It's like. Oh, this is so great! This is so cool! And my dad's like, "Oh yeah, have you seen the the original from like the 70s?" And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll look back. I'm like, "Oh, Dad, everyone knows the 70s weren't real." <laughs> I uh, I, I did that with told my friends that uh, lightsabers were real. So I think you're okay. <laughs> Dude, lightsabers I, are real. I remember uh, there was a song by the eagles that was i don't remember which one it was but there was a song by the eagles that was remade and i was like singing the remake and my dad was like oh you like the eagles and i was like no <laughs> who's that and then i i was like oh it's these guys he's like no i promise you it's the eagles and then we like looked it up on ask jeeves or something and uh he fucking <laughs> schooled the shit out of me <laughs> dude so, like like smash mouth did a bunch of the monkeys remakes Oh, really? You didn't know that? I knew that. Mm-mm. Dude, if you look up some some Smash Mouth hits. Like, hey now, you're an all-star, monkey's song. Um, Just kidding. That's not. Please say no. Shit, I cannot remember the name of it. Oh my gosh, it's like escaping me right now. But I remember it being super sick. And my parents, exactly exact same scenario. They were like, oh, you like that? And I was like, yeah, it's Smash Mouth. They're like, nah. It's the monkeys. I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Excuse me, who? Holy shit. I'm a believer was a oh, re- Yeah, yeah. Holy sure. hell. Dude, what? I mean, can I be famous? Just copying <laughs> shit? And then I saw her face. That's one of their big songs on Shrek. What yeah, that's a monkeys I... song. Wow. How... <laughs> I'm looking on Google and like, you know how they have like the people ask and there's a bunch of questions. One of the questions, I'm not kidding, is how did Smash Mouth die? (laughs) I don't think they're dead, dude. They're not dead. They just did a show, uh, like a legit show and no, and they didn't wear masks and nobody wore masks. Oh my God. So dark, dark time. I'm not going to lie, dude. Like the way I remember the singer of Smash Mouth, Smash Mouth. (laughs) I imagine he now looks like Guy Fieri. <laughs> that's what I, yes. I picked Guy Fieri. <laughs> like that's what he looks like. I legit thought they were the same person. For like, <laughs> Dude, it's like Hannah Montana. Like it's his alter ego. <laughs> Rock star by night, master chef by day. Yeah, He's an all star by night. <laughs> yeah, all star, all star by night, flavor count by day. <laughs> Can that be our memoir? <laughs> I'll start yeah. by <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> like on on our tombstones it says believes Guy Fieri and the dude from Smash Mouth this <laughs> Dang. Did you see what this tombstone said? That's crazy, Gloop Glorp from the year thirty five thousand. <laughs> Gloop Glorp. <laughs> No, I've been wanting I, I gotta say this before I forget on the 100th episode I feel like it's very important that I bring this phrase back um, I think people like us right now and should be liking us because we're not tentacle porn <laughs> Dude, we're not tentacle porn I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna literally buy shirts with that logo that I was our favorite shirts uh, Are you gonna made or something made with the tentacle? No tentacle porn logo. I don't have know. You, if we ever made shit. Have you seen that logo, Sean? 
Oh yeah, I've seen it before. I thought you guys for sure had ordered shirts no, with that logo. We didn't it's order Alex's it. contact thing in my phone. Oh yeah. <laughs> dude, it's your contact thing in my phone. Really? <laughs> nice. Yeah, we we need. You see that, Sean? <laughs> yep. Not That's tentacle so porn. Awesome. We are not tentacle porn. You said that on like episode one or two, which I don't even know if we count as the first episodes. Um, I don't. In we, we didn't count standard American Bat as episode one. I count Standard American Bad as episode one. It sucks that, like, that was 100 episodes ago, and that was one of our best episodes. <laughs> we peaked so Dude, early. What was the episode we did with um, the dog superhero? Or, like, the I, guy? I literally cry laughing. I can't, I can't listen to it time. too often because I cry laughing. Like, he, he kills people with the dog <laughs> leash? Someone's been a bad boy. <laughs> Literally, oh I literally, I fucking cry. I can't, dude. And like, he puts the fucking poo bags over their face. <laughs> oh <laughs> chokes them out. Wow. We didn't even come up with a name. I, God damn it. I had this memorized and I can't remember now. I gotta, I gotta find it right now. I gotta find this. I gotta find this. You dude, guys can talk. I don't know what episode it was, but it was so funny. And you know what's even better? Is that was an episode that we recorded like impromptu in your living room yeah. uh, on the lapel mic. Do you remember that? We uh, flipped the lapel mic to out. a pencil and stuck it in a pillow. <laughs> and like it was, it was so, it was so archaic because now <laughs> we have our own mics. No, but it was so funny. Like we were just sitting on your couch, dying laughing. <laughs> someone's been a bad boy bro you know what's weird is like when we talk about uh when we talk about fucking haunting of hill house i feel like that didn't happen that long ago but that was in 2018 that was a oh wow kind of a long time ago like when are they gonna come out with that second installment damn dude Probably 2021 after all this 2020 shit's over. And, yeah, really. And Bandersnatch we watched in January. Damn, that shit was sick. I want more of that. And I can uh, think of two or three video games that are just like Bandersnatch, only infinitely better that I think you guys would be so fucking funny to holy watch. Holy hell. Really? Like, yeah, like what? Like, I, I, it makes me want to watch more Black Mirror, but like what stuff is like Bandersnatch? I found it. I found the episode, and you can see that it's partially listened to because I listened to the thing. <laughs> You're halfway through. <laughs> oh my god! That's Which one funny. is it? It's a uh, someone's. It's called. It's episode twenty-three. Someone's been a bad boy. <laughs> Cap, Captain Marvel recap. I like. Oh didn't god. like. We didn't care for Captain Marvel that much. Wow. So like, let's focus on fucking the bad boy. Yeah, you know what? I remember that. We were talking about Captain Marvel, and we we tried to do a recap, and we just kept doing tangents. And at the end of the episode, we're like, I guess Captain Marvel wasn't that great, because we just keep talking about other stuff. <laughs> That's so funny, because the it was, only other it was episode so, I've been on for your podcast was so not was memorable. Yeah, it, it was so not memorable. We made up a new superhero. <laughs> right, right. Dude, uh, you're so right. It, it, because uh, it was the time. And it's so unfortunate that it happened with, like, Marvel's first lead female character. Like, they, they entered cookie cutter mode and every movie was the fucking same. Straight up. And, like, dude, so on this point, I have zero qualms with Brie Larson or whatever. Oh, like, I, yeah, she was great. The movie was fun, but it was just, you're right, they entered cookie cutter mode, and it was the same as everything else. And we're like, we we kind of, at this stage of Marvel, like, we want new and exciting shit. And it was, it was very much just not new. And so we watched it, and we're like, yeah, that's cool, but, you know, okay, like, what else? What else is there? Yeah. Dog leash superhero unleashed. <laughs> All right, let me see if I can find the clip. Tell me if you guys can hear this. Oh my god, I'm so I'm going to try to get on the right right. His, his fucking his bait. Oh my. Can you hear god. this okay? Yeah. Uh, Man, I got to I got got to go to the beginning. Much more violent 
spree. killing spree over a dog that dogs know whatever. So fucking cool. Watch that after this. Damn, we talked about this serial killer dog superhero for a long time. Like John Wick before John Wick. Oh, here it comes. John Wick is better, but one hundred percent because he kills people for his dog and not his stupid daughter. Yeah, Maggie lost him. Can we agree that like people would go on a much more violent killing spree over a dog than a person? <laughs> Here it yeah, comes. I happen to know. I, right? I would lop people's heads off with his leash. <laughs> Just strangling every enemy with the leash. With his leash. Like, whipping their eyeballs out. <laughs> Instead of walking my dog, I'm killing you. <laughs> Let me walk you to hell's gates. <laughs> yes. Uh, Here it comes. Why can't you walk around like smacking people with his favorite bone toy? <laughs> Create a superhero that is out for blood. <laughs> what would we call him? Like for treats? What? Like uh? What, what That's the, the movie. The out for treats. Pet smart. Pet smart. Oh yeah, like pet smart ass or something like that. Just like something ridiculous. Oh my god. Oh. A pet owner based superhero. That is genius. <laughs> Fucking genius. I'm going to cut this part out of the podcast. No, wait, no, this is great. <laughs> so glad you did it. His, his fucking his base is booby-trapped with, like, fucking copious amounts of pet food. And, like, the wrong person walks in, and it floods with pet food. A <laughs> <laughs> ravenous dog yeah. in the waiting and haven't eaten in years. Just oh, there, my God. The floodgates open, and you're covered in just, like, raw meat. <laughs> Yes. Holy oh, shit. On that he note. kills people with poo bags, like puts them over the head. <laughs> Each of us try to end the episode and we can't because we keep going. Someone's been a bad boy. Holy shit. This could be legit. Oh my god. At least someone pay us for this. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler, no one paid us. Oh, that's genius. Is that the end? I really liked that. I'm like panting. Wait, hang on. The name of our no one will know it's Captain Marvel. The name of the podcast. I want to say that's it. Oh God, I'm like laughing, crying right now. <laughs> Good times. So funny. Oh, good times. I don't even remember the last uh, in-person episode we did. Oh, my oh God. God. That's... Was it the uh, Onward episode with Floppy Dad? No. Wait. I watched... Oh, wait. You know what? I could probably look and tell you. But I could beat you to it. By the names. But that makes me sad as hell. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, fuck you, 2020. Oh, bro, it might have been uh, Jelly Jugs when we got the interview with Jelly Jugs or or you. Oh, shit. Uh, it might have been you. You know what? Let me see. Because uh, on March 23rd, we said uh, the Outsider recap part two quarantine edition because we thought quarantine would be uh, like a week or two. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Jelly Jugs was like a big break, and that was this year. Oh my god, dude! Yeah, like was the Outsider Part One in person? That was on March sixteenth, bro. Yeah, we were we were coming up on the last time we could hang out. Oh my god, March twenty third, quarantine edition. <clears throat> oh, they're all quarantine edition now. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. What kind of bullshit is this? When can I hang out with you in person again? Oh god. Dark times. Dark times, but we've prevailed. I know a lot of podcasts that have dropped off, and we have not. There's one that I don't want to mention. Say it, please. By name. But it's that one that I, I sent you of someone we know's friend who has a podcast. Oh, and yeah. They're they, kind of like our arch enemy. Kind of, a little bit. Wait, what? They're not our arch enemy, but we're better than them, because we, we also just compare ourselves to them. Would and I we know have this person? No, you've you heard, not. you've heard the name. You've okay. Heard... 
I don't think so. Like, I don't think you know who they are. Um, you might have heard the name. We we probably mentioned the name of the podcast amongst our friends. Um, but we have better ratings and we're more consistent <laughs> because we're episode 100. Yes. Fucking uh, cheers to that. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Tink. We should maybe do a shot. I don't know. All right, all right, fine. Okay. Oh, I'm already three deep. That's it? I mean, 60. <laughs> I'm not a bitch. Do you, right, think, so do you think there's a way to make uh, a real ring that if you get super hot, it shows the fucking letters on the inside? <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't doubt it. If they can do the same thing with coffee mugs, I'm sure they can do the same thing with a ring. Oh, my God. You're right. I have one of those coffee mugs. Well, that's, well, a, that's ceramic, but not gold. So we'd have to be talking about different materials. Uh, but yes, it's definitely it's definitely possible to do so. It just wouldn't be a gold ring. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, titties. Yeah, it's good for you. So where did we leave off on Lord of the Rings? I oh, think Sean damn. was going into hot detail on why even the little girl hobbits have a lot of hair on their feet. <laughs> I think that's what it was. Because the boy hobbits are super into that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, actually, so I have a trivia fact on this. Stop it. <laughs> what, not on the little girl feet. Um, <laughs> but I guess... Um, so specific. So, like, the makeup department was so intense to, like, make everybody look like hobbits and elves and orcs and all this stuff. And J.R. Tolkien's grandson, I guess, is in the movies as a little boy. Oh, no way. Or, or one of his relatives. Like, like a, a, a child is uh, a, a child of Tolkien is in the movies as a little kid. And they didn't have to mess with his hair at all. Because, <laughs> because, quote, it was perfect hobbit hair. Like, it was just this mop on his head. You, sir, look like a fucked up mess. Uh, you're good as is. Yes, you're, you're good to go. We're not going to mess with you. Bro, <laughs> it's like that, uh, it's like that, uh, what's that post-apocalyptic movie I told you about where they ate each other? Um, they requested people from the beach town in California, and they're like, listen, you don't need to go to makeup. You're fine. It was that. It's just like that. Holy shit. Oh, my God. I don't remember what movie. <laughs> it was like three episodes ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was the... I got to look that up. Um, so we don't have... We don't know a release date on the, on the Amazon stuff, huh? Nope. As, I mean, as far as I know, uh, I think they were planning for 2021, but there's no fucking way that happens now. Dude... Amazon's about to be my favorite fucking streaming service with this and Invincible coming out. Oh, my God. And the best part about Amazon streaming service is that they drop seasons at a time and not like episodes a week. You know, Dude, oh, yes. they go Netflix style. They go bingeable material and it's fucking excellent. Dude, I'm a big fan of that. Like, I totally get why you would do a Mandalorian style release of an episode a week. But... Damn, is it nice when you have, you know, you get off work on Friday and you're like, dude, I want to relax and watch all of this. And it the whole season is there. So even if you don't do it in the weekend, like you can just binge it like a movie instead of, oh, I got to wait. Uh, you know, I watched the hour and now I'm going to wait for a week to watch the next hour. And then I'm going to wait for 10 weeks to watch, you know, these this whole show, the the bingeability is huge. Oh yeah, it's it, just not a moneymaker. It, I, but I think I think that can be argued. That's the problem. Is I'm I'm definitely see both sides of the fence of moneymaker because on one end you get a large influx of, uh, for lack of a better term, commodity. Right, you get a bunch of commodity. Boom boom available everybody can watch it everybody can talk about it and do stuff and it might get popular you could sell merch you can sell 
you know, action figures or whatever. But when you drag something out that people really like for two months, three months, I mean, what does that look like financially? There's arguments for both sides. I, it's gotta be, I would, I would love to learn more about this, but I know the hype is so much better. Like when I, let's say we're comparing like Game of Thrones when Game of Thrones was sick and Stranger Things. Everybody talks about Stranger Things for about two weeks. That's all it takes for everybody to fucking watch it. And the Game of Thrones, it takes like uh, about a month, a little over a month for everybody to watch it. So the hype is going for so much longer. And like, that's your, that's your fucking life. Like that's where you spend your thinking and your, your water cooler talk is, is prolonged. And like, I think I prefer to have more time on something like more time spent thinking about something. Cause like, I like looking forward to something. And even though I like my, my, my fucking addictive personality brain wants to binge shit, like wants to jump on shit and, and addictively crush it in 24 hours or less. I think it's better and more fun to enjoy it over a long period of time. I think I think it builds the hype more efficiently when you do it like that. But for my short ass attention span and my chronic substance abuse problems, anytime <laughs> there's a show that comes out weekly, I'll uh, I'll be super religious on keeping up on it for a few weeks, but then I'll fall off it hard and be like six episodes behind by the time it ends. Oh, so it's actually better for you if you can watch it all at once. Exactly. Well, for me, that's just for me. I don't know how it is for everybody else, but that's but you're, how it is. For but me. you're not alone. Like, you got to know that there's millions of people like you that are like, you're right. You'll keep up on it. You're interested for like three, four weeks. And then something will come up on, you know, whatever. If, if it's released on a Thursday night, you're busy and you don't watch it. And then you, you know, you miss that episode and you live your week. You don't watch it. And then the next week comes, and then the next week comes, and then you've lost the momentum, and you're like, oh shit, like I don't really, I don't really care about this anymore. And then maybe you forget some certain parts of what happened in the last episode, or you forget character names, plot lines, whatever. So yeah, yeah. Just, for it, me, it's I, a little bit harder. I think it doesn't match our our tribal minds well. Like our our tribal minds are meant to gather around a fucking fire and hear our elder tell us a story start to finish. So I think when we can get the story start to finish, it delivers a little bit better than being able to prolong it. Like imagine if you were fucking sitting around that fire and grandpa Kiwanaki was like, and to be continued coming <laughs> next week, I'll tell you what happened. You'd be like, fuck off dude. And <laughs> you'd kill that guy. Yeah. But even, like, okay, let's talk about fire times. Like, even if it was the next night, like, you get to a cliffhanger, and he's like, we'll talk about this tomorrow. Everyone around that fire is like, no, you're not <laughs> sleeping until you tell me the story. <laughs> Knives are out. You are not sleeping tonight, bitch. Agreed. I, I think our minds are not, not built for it. I think we gotta have the, the bingey shit. There's got people have data on this. I want to see the data. I want to know what people prefer. Yeah, that that would be very interesting to see, like the audiences of binge shows versus episodic weekly shows. I can tell you from my perspective, I remember so much more from like prolonged release versus burst release. Like, even though Stranger Things is one of my favorite shows ever. It's really hard for me to remember the, the details, but I could tell you fucking everything from, like, Mandalorian that was released in overtime, you know? Like, I think it gives me more time to digest the, the content. That might just be me, though. Maybe. I don't know. I'd like to watch just the Mandalorian in a, in a day, just boom, crush. <laughs> I mean, but I can't complain. Like, I would love that too. Apparently, like they're still gonna release it. They 
finished up uh, everything before all this bullshit happened. So we should oh. be getting the show in like October or November. No, season way. two. Yeah, this year. Wow. Holy shit, that was fast. I'm fucking juiced. When did uh when did Disney Plus first drop? Was that this year or was that late last year? Late last year. Okay. And the Mandalorian premiered with the drop of Disney Plus, right? Yeah. That okay. was that was their Stranger Things. Their flagship thing. Yeah. Every every uh, streaming service needs something like that. I gotcha. Fuck, that was a good show, dude. Christ, I can't wait to watch that shit again. Uh, Stranger Things or The Mandalorian? Well, both. Yes. Yeah, both. Exactly. Uh, I want to know if Hopper's alive. I think he is. I think he is. You can't just have Hopper fucking surviving an, a, an attack from a Terminator and fucking <laughs> then kill him to some dumb old explosion. I'm I'm pretty convinced he's alive, and I'd be very upset if we don't get David Harbour in another season of uh, Stranger Things. Yeah, fucking love that guy. Yeah, I feel like they they should bring him back here, bro. So we're at a two two and a half hours. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, <laughs> Holy shit! Wow. So is this going to be a two parter? This might be. I'll have to. I'll have to check with our limits of. Um, I thought you were about to say lawyers. Space. We haven't no. even touched the uh, the tip of the iceberg for Lord of the Rings lore, too. Oh That's my god, crazy! Sean, go on. What do you mean? I mean, <laughs> we haven't even talked about Tom Bombadil. Or, oh, oh uh, my god! How do we, we not got, talk about? We gotta talk just, about Tom. Should we just dive into that? I promised Dom, Dr. Dom, that I would fucking bring it up on this podcast because he's by far our favorite character in the uh, Lord of the Rings universe. So I feel like we absolutely have to talk hey, about Tom, him. Hey, Dom, if you, if you listened this far in the Lord of the Rings episode, text me, Sean, and Alex, Tom Bombadil, and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and you win. Yep. Oh, he for sure will. He's absolutely excited about this episode. You'll win a free <laughs> pulling a job cast t-shirt. Oh, <laughs> oh boy! Yeah, can I get and, one of those? So, dude, talk about Tom Bombadil. Yeah, you got one, Sean. Oh man. Okay, Tom Tom Bombadil has probably got to be one of my favorite characters from the entire Lord of the Rings universe, and it does kind of bug me that they don't reference him or show him in the movies, considering how important he is in the books. I get it because it's a weird character, and it probably would have messed with the flow of the movies. But Tom Bombadil. At the beginning, or very early on in the first book, uh, the hobbits kind of get lost in this weird graveyard area called the Barrow Downs. It's full of skeletons and ancient tombs of men, and this is where they find those weapons that help them kill the Witch King. Hell yeah. So while they're in the Barrow Downs, they get trapped and captured by these whites, these like skeleton guys that oh, trap them. Right. Put a, yeah, yeah, watch out for those whites, man. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, they uh, they end up under this weird sort of, not really a spell, but they're intoxicated by it and they can't leave and they're kind of like mesmerized and hypnotized. And Tom Bombadil comes out of nowhere, saves them and brings them back to his house in the forest where you don't really find out much about what he does. But the biggest tell that he is uber fucking powerful is that he's looking at Frodo and he sees the ring and he's like, oh, that's interesting. Can I see that? So Frodo hands him the ring, and he's like, oh, this is cool. He closes his fist, opens it, and the ring is gone. Fucking disappeared. Closes his fist again, reopens, and the ring is there. He then takes the ring, puts it on, and nothing happens. What? He's wearing the ring. He's not invisible. Nothing weird happens. And he looks at his hand with the ring on it and goes, oh, cool. Takes it back off, gives it to Frodo, and skips away singing a song. Dude, what? So what does that mean? Honestly, Tom Bombadil is probably the most ambiguous character in Tolkien lore, mainly because J.R. Tolkien said this explicitly, that he wanted Tom Bombadil to be like this weird enigma of a character. Like, nobody knows where he is. And then to kind of emphasize that in the books, when they ask Gandalf about Tom Bombadil, Gandalf's like, 
I legit don't know where he's from or what he is. All I know is that he <laughs> has been here longer than anybody else in Middle Earth. Holy hell. That's Dude, sick. Why didn't they include that? Like that that would have been amazing. That's terrifying. I, I think it would have thrown off the the maybe the power scheme or like the the relationships between characters. I don't know. And it's also kind of a filler part of the story. It doesn't necessarily drive the plot forward, you know? It's just yeah. some weird fucking crazy side quest they end up going on before getting back on the main road. But it adds some fun mystery. Like, oh, it's even, crazy. Even if they could have added, like, let's say five minutes of fun, unexplainable content, right? Where they like, you know, they're walking through the outskirts of the Shire and they run into this guy and he handles the ring like a beast and is like, oh, whatever, and then skips off singing. It's like, <laughs> who the fuck was that guy? <laughs> that would have been so fun. I think I definitely would have liked that, but I think it may have turned off a lot of people who aren't really familiar with the Lord of the Rings universe. What, they would have seen he, this. Was he a human? He's he's not really he's not a hobbit and he's not a man. He's described as something kind of in between. He's not as short as a hobbit or as tall as a man. He's kind of like somewhere me. in the middle. He's me. <laughs> no, bro, you're a straight up hobbit. He's honestly he's I'm, more I'm like Bob the guy Bombadil. <laughs> Bombadil. Honestly, the best way I can describe Tom Bombadil is by somebody we all know who likes to say, "Tis I." <laughs> shout out to that friend by the way if you listen to this podcast (laughs) but that's basically the best way to describe tom bombadil and in fact actually so the only other time that tom bombadil is referenced is at the council of elrond when they're trying to figure out what the fuck to do with the ring and (laughs) i forget who it was that said it but someone was like why the fuck don't we just give it to Tom Bombadil? He seems completely... <laughs> he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit. He's completely unaffected by it. This seems like the perfect guy to give the ring to. And then Elrond says, I don't think that's a good idea because I literally know nothing about Tom Bombadil. So they can't so, trust him. Because, yeah. He's, he's, like, way older than Elrond. He's older than everybody else in Middle-earth, to the point where it's unknown where he comes from, who he is, or how old he is. Why did you say he seems is... enough. <laughs> Dude, that's infuriating. Like, that makes me want to know so much more about I, Tom. I think, I think that's, that's exactly point. what Tolkien... Yep, exactly. That's what Tolkien was going for. He wanted people to be mystified by this character and ask questions and look into him and want to know more and not be able to find anything. Yeah, he could explain every single nook and cranny of the book, but if he leaves mystery, that's that's what people fucking talk about on podcasts fucking 85 years later or whatever (laughs) yeah it's like what was tom bombadil a lot of people like to you know they like to theorize about what he could be and who he is and i think the most prevalent theory is that he is the the one above all eru iluvatar the god of everything and god of everyone because it would make the most sense considering his effects on the world around him and uh you know what he's capable of doing but i it just seems weird that this super overall god being who basically revived gandalf gave him a power boost and put him back into middle earth would walk around as this weird tweedledee tweedledum character in a fucking forest skipping around singing songs married to some elf named goldberry it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense <laughs> that this would be you know tolkien's description of a god but yeah fuck do i know <laughs> uh I think it's open to other universes, and Bombadil could have been uh, a Ninja Turtle, Samurai <laughs> Jack. <laughs> yes. Could have been fucking anything, man. Oh my god, that'd be awesome. Could have been fucking anything. Oh, I think that was honestly all I had on my list. It was like Tom Bombadil, and I have it underlined an exclamation point. <laughs> like had to bring him up. Dude, wait. If you have a list, what else is on it? Have we talked about everything on your oh, list? Oh, dude, no. Like, there's legit a full page of shit I was going to try and get into, but a lot of it is, like, real tangity, just weird facts. Like, uh, what's what's one I got here? Does anybody talk about Bilbo and Sam kissing on the mountain? <laughs> Nobody gives a shit about Bilbo and Sam or Frodo and Sam. 
Okay. Oh, that's what I mean. Frodo and Sam. They're touching each other's butts. The vodka's sure. getting to you, bro. I mean, if Ivanka was getting to me, I would say I was against it. But I'm not against Sam. Everyone needs a Sam. Sam is the best. I, I mean, just, I would touch your guys' butts just without being close to death. <laughs> without anyway. being on a, a terrible uh, dark mountain. On a fucking volcano that's slowly <laughs> erupting. Um, I would like, I'd, I'd touch my bro's butt before I get eaten by a spider. I would. Okay, fuck, what do I got here? Oh, well, here's one for Alex. Um, you know Sheila the spider? Yeah. So it comes from an ancient creature called Ungoliant which if you ever decide to Google is a faceless giant spider with human-like arms. Oh, well, I have so, to. So fucking have fun dreaming about that tonight. That was just for you. Um, oh, God, that. it instantly <laughs> filled it up for me. Wow. It's... Do not share your screen. <laughs> I think she's kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. Dude, okay, so this picture, you're going to want me to share my screen because it looks like a... The spider's talking to, you, you. I mean, you automatically think it's Sauron in the back, but when I when I stand back and squint my eyes, I think it's Batman. I think it's talking to Batman. <laughs> it is Sauron, actually, that she's talking to. But it looks like Batman. All right, cheers, screen, <laughs> go. Do, Do it. See the picture, Sean? All right. Oh. Sharing. Do you see that? Yep. Oh, that straight up looks like Batman. You're you right. see what I'm saying? It looks like Batman. And the spider's saying sorry for fucking around in Gotham. <laughs> this is Fuck. my turf. My bad. This is my turf. This is my city. So that was, uh, that was one fun fact I had written down. Um, another one was another weird creature. Actually, probably my one of my favorite creatures. So Smog the Dragon. Oh, was so yeah. The only yeah. dragon to have existed in the Lord of the Rings universe. There actually, at one point, was a fuckload of them, but they basically all died during the same battle. Uh, during that War of Wrath that I think I referenced earlier, it took like 40 years for this one battle to get completed. Um, when Morgoth, the the most evil god, is close to being defeated, he lets loose all of these dragons that he's been working on as like a last-ditch effort. And one of the dragons, the lead dragon, was Anglican the Black. And it was the very first winged drake in Tolkien mythology. And if you Google this thing, Anglican the Black was a thousand times bigger than Smog. Easily. Whoa. Smog was like the size of a hamster in your hand compared to fucking Anglican the Black. And... It only fought during this one battle, and when it was finally killed, it came down and destroyed three close-together volcanoes underneath its body. Like, it fell down and crushed the mountain size with how big it was. Also, some sick-ass fan art, if you ever Google that. So there you go. There's another fun, weird creature fact. Oh, it's wild. Share your screen. Oh, do it. Yep, yep. sharing, sharing, sharing. This fucking crazy. Boom! There he it's, is. It's the Ur Dragon from Magic the Gathering. Yeah, Ur Dragon. <laughs> it basically is. It's McCoy's it's fucking a giant. Fought hard yeah. during one battle and then died. Damn. How did it die? Like, if it was that big. <laughs> How does something like that die? Through the fucking craziest way. So, during this battle, the elves and men and dwarves are getting wrecked, and they sent one man on a ship to go plead for help from the other gods. So the other gods show up to the battle finally to help out men and elves, and the guy that went and asked the gods for help shows up on his ship that can now fly. Of course. Hell <laughs> so it's a flying mythical ship that he's using to do battle with this giant mountain-sized dragon. So just have fun picturing that, because that would be fucking sick to see in an Amazon show. <laughs> but uh, that's how they ended up defeating Anglican. And then my last note here that I think is only really cool to go over is uh, when I brought up that Vigo Mortensen was put through the fucking ringer. 
Um, yeah. I had a couple examples of shit he went through. So the most notorious one is when the during the two towers after they find that pile of dead orcs that were carrying Marion Pippin and they think Marion Pippin are dead. Oh yeah. Aragorn yeah. Aragorn boots the a helmet, like he kicks it and screams out like ah, you know, ah fuck, we fucked up, we failed. Son of a bitch. He legit that was like the fourth take they had done that, and when he kicked that helmet, he had broken his toe. And the scream was legit a scream of pain, and that's the take they used in the movie. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so fucking cool. And he had to walk around in some weird, like, uh, prosthetic boot just because his toe was so jacked up after kicking that helmet. I that's believe it. fucking amazing. Another one I was... that same thing. Yeah, it's... it's it's fucking awesome. It makes me. It gives me a lot more respect for Vigo because I really only know him from that one movie he did where he rides the horse and Hidalgo. Uh, there you go. And the Lord of the Rings. Um, yeah. What the last, fuck else was he in? Jesus. I think he did oh, History oh, of Violence. The, the one where uh, he protects the kid in the cannibal world. That was sick. That was what? Cool. He yeah. was also in a movie called Vanishing Point. Oh. Don't God. What was this movie he was in? I gotta find this. Oh. He was in a post-apocalyptic movie where he was like guarding a prodigal son from being eaten by. Oh, people. the road. Oh, the, the road. road. The road. That's right. So the road. That book was so good. Yeah, that was a good one. The movie was okay. And then the last dope thing I had that Vigo Mortensen did was at the very end of Fellowship of the Ring when they're fighting those orcs and he's in one-on-one combat with the leader of the orcs. Uh, one of the orcs pulls out a knife that Vigo had stabbed him with through his leg. Ooh. And chucks it at Vigo, and Vigo deflects it, and that legit happened in a take. Like, no, threw... no, that scene, really? Yo, that scene. He throws the <laughs> knife at him, and Vigo straight clean deflects the knife and in one shot, and that's the take they used in the movie. I remember that since I was a kid, thinking that was the coolest shit I've ever seen. He legit yeah. did that. That was 100% <laughs> real. so cool. God damn it. I'm so happy to know that. Fuck, that's cool. <laughs> Sean, do you, would you say of all your hobbies, of all the things you have, and forget about the huge uh, wallpaper Lord of the Rings of Middle Earth <laughs> in your house, uh, what's your, what would you say is your favorite, most devoted hobby of all time? Maybe PC gaming, building PCs outside of Lord of the Rings. It's it's probably. Uh, PC building, but for sure Take my it. number one hobby has been Lord of the Rings lore, Lord of the Rings books, the video games, the movies. I watch that shit, play the games routinely at least once a month. <laughs> my brothers still, uh, they preserved a GameCube to play one on <laughs> fucking GameCube until <laughs> yes. <till> this day. <laughs> Those were legit games too. Those were a lot of fun. Oh, that's awesome, man. All right, but that's all I got. I'm tapped out. Dude, I think we're all tapped out as far as Lord of the Rings goes. Sterling, do you have anything else? Uh, no. I, I'm really fucking really juiced for this new Lord of the Rings thing. Oh, I kind of forgot that it was a thing because they announced it so, so long ago. And then uh, when I was doing research on this this topic for this episode, I it got brought up. I'm really juiced for that, man. I need more Lord of the Rings shit in my life. Seriously, well, I don't think we're going to see it anytime soon, which is seriously unfortunate. But at least we have that to look forward to at some point, as long as the fucking apocalypse doesn't happen in the next. Yeah, few as long years. as you stay fucking alive, <laughs> don't die, and you got shit to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you have shit to look forward to after you die. Who the fuck knows? Yeah, with in the land of the undying. <laughs> All right, boys. Successful hundredth episode or what? Dude, successful hundredth episode. We're at like two and a half hours. Oh, fucking congratulations, boys! I'm super fucking proud of you, and thank you for having me on. Seriously, of course, oh, guys. We've been wanting you to be on forever, man. Yeah, yes, yeah. It was a blast. Seriously. Um, thanks everyone for listening to the end. Uh, we thank our guest Sean, and uh, this is Alex. This is Sterling, and we're about to cheers out, dude. Fucking salute, Amelia. Boom.
Uh, also, guys, real real quick plug. Um, this whole 100-episode show has all been a prequel to the real podcast that we're supporting, which is the Pulling a Job podcast. It's about, <laughs> it's about heists. Um, and that's that's really what this whole thing is about. You're right. If anybody it's, listens to the end, it's about the Pulling a Job cast, heist podcast. Okay? This is all a prequel. All of it. Fucking Sauron is going to steal now. the ring back. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the podcast. If you like crazy heist, fucking movie worthy crazy shit that's happened in real life where people bust into banks or bust into museums or bust into fucking maple syrup factories for fuck's sake, <laughs> this is the one for you. It's crazy. Listen to it. Way better than this one. <laughs> You're too nice. Just just try it. That's all I'm asking. Just fucking try it. All right, boys. We're out. We're out. Peace.